Warning. This is not your normal podcast. Its purpose is to provide thought-provoking dialogue with a slighted perspective. Here we encourage influential conversations. Give us a listen, like and share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to CEO and the Doctor. Happy Father's Day. How y'all doing? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all my brothers. Yes, sir. Uh, So I hate that everybody couldn't get on, but it would have been chaos anyway. Uh, But it's all good. Glad I got everybody over here. So, of course, uh, I'm CO. That's the doctor. We got my boy Will. We got Gino. We got my boy Clink. Uh, Happy to have y'all, man. How y'all living today? Straight, man. Good, good. Good, good. Good day. Yep, yep, living it up, you know what I'm saying? What's the plans? Y'all got plans today? <laughs> man, I'm staying up black. I got one dinner. I got one dinner to go. You always eat, nigga. I know He's you got high. Ashley cooking for me tonight, so. Yeah, we got the wife cooking tonight. Yeah. You know, it's 150 degrees out here in Arizona, so yeah, I ain't going nowhere. Dumb. Yeah, my sister's here in town, so um, we're going to make some pizzas in a little while before it get too hot outside. Okay. I'm going to run my oven at like 425, Ooh. so. I ain't trying to like bake my house out. I feel that. Hey, why don't you just bake it outside, bro? You don't even need it. Pretty throw, much. Throw that shit on the ground. It's that hot. Put a noon of on the ground. Yeah. Shit, me and T went out last night. It was fun. We uh tried that that place you showed me about. Uh it's called Player One. Shit's pretty dope, man. Uh cool little atmosphere. Then we went and had some hookah, shit like that. So it was a cool night. I think she's cooking tonight uh, i don't know what but i'll be surprised when it come through uh okay got my father's day gifts displayed i got some some green label and a couple cigars so you know we got our nearest everybody got their nearest you got your nearest out here on an empty stomach oh. fucking around <laughs> with nearest <laughs> about to be sick as hell and dehydrated but that's what's up, man. Yeah, hey, for sure. Clint got that gasoline, that hundred <laughs> Nah, cause whatever yeah. I, I had to cut this shit. I dropped a little water and like it was scotch. This shit struck this shit is tough, bro. Yeah, but I mean it's probably the smoothest shit I've ever smooth in the book. Nice and smooth. Yeah. And if you don't know about Uncle Nears, so the story goes that he had a lot to do with, you know, uh what's the buddy name? Uh goddamn Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels, yeah. Hit the whole Jack, Jack Daniels story. I guess it's somewhat rooted in Uncle Nearest's story. So um, I think it's some um, some uh, is it his great daughter, great granddaughter, or somebody that that runs the distillery and yeah. and doing her thing. Yeah. So um, I remember you guys posted something about it. It's been months now, but uh, yeah, it's a great little narrative about what's going on. Um, so with them trying to get get his name out, get his story out through this alcohol. So we all had to support, man. I was able to find a bottle. So it's not bad. First black distiller in the United States. That's pretty dope in itself, man. 
so shit, first before we even get into Father's Day, man, like gotta gotta get everybody's perspective on of course yesterday was Juneteenth, but now it's a federal holiday. So what's your mm. perspectives on that? That's the fastest. That's the fastest shit I've ever seen happen, man. Word. I didn't even know they was voting on that shit. And then the next thing you know, hey, Juneteenth's a federal holiday. I'm like, uh, word. They want us to shut the fuck up. What? They want us to shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. right. Nothing's done about police reform. Right. Uh, the legal system. Nothing's done about qualified immunity. Nothing's done about reparations. Nothing's done about voters' rights. Yeah. But, and, and and the effort that they're going they're gonna never get reparations to keep, so you can to keep CRT from being taught in schools is is insane. Critical it, race it's, theory. It's, it speaks completely to completely opposite of Juneteenth. Hey, we have a new federal holiday, but we ain't gonna, we're not going to teach you why. Exactly. Yeah, first since uh, so, Martin Luther King Day, nineteen eighty three. So you know. Another yeah. new holiday, uh, and this is wild, you know, of course, we got to take it light here, but it's not as like it's our day where we the only ones to get off. It's a federal holiday. Everybody getting the fuck off, right? So, yeah. you know, there's jokes going around about that. I, you know, like people thinking that black people should get off and white people should still work. That's kind of fucked up. But ultimately, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Put the motherfuckers in, in the field. Is no, it I'm our day or is it everybody's day? Y'all just saying. The birthday is really day. We've up. been working since we since they brought us over here. Yeah, it does. So we got a month and a day now. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> it's just separated by some <laughs> by some months in between. Slowly but surely. We got twenty nine. Well, we got twenty nine days. Yeah. See, but my thing is, man, like what what boggles my mind about the whole you know them making it a federal holiday is, I was in a, on Clubhouse the other day, actually mm. a couple of days ago, and. I didn't know how many people didn't know about Juneteenth to begin with. Like I've been knowing about it since I was probably about six, seven years old. Like yeah. seriously, I, yeah, I, I can't front. I didn't know about Juneteenth until about like five years ago. To be completely yeah, honest. yeah, oh, same bro. for me. Same for me. Same for me. It wasn't anything prevalent, and obviously we don't learn about it in school. Nah. Yeah, Juneteenth was big back in Milwaukee, man. Like we always had you know marches and stuff down MLK Boulevard, all that. Like. I, I've been knowing about Juneteenth for years. I think I knew about it too because yeah. for the longest we had uh, Indiana Black Expo, and that usually mm-hmm. kicks off like in the June month. So yep, it yeah. was always talked about. Um, so I, I knew about it as a kid, but it wasn't celebrated. No, it was more so no, just yeah, a conversation yeah. um, that my grandparents would basically have. And then, of course, because we were known for Black Expo, it would be brought up there yep, um, in celebration yeah. of the colors, you know what I mean? That type of thing. So yeah, we had Afro Fest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, shoot, I used to always be down in Indianapolis for all their festivals and stuff, yeah. you know, with the YMCA and stuff. So I knew about all that stuff. And then, of course, I knew even more about it, uh, you know, when I went to uh, Ghana in 2001, you know, visited W.E.B. Du Bois house and all that stuff. So Oh, I mean, yeah, this niggas traveled. I do. Know. It just sound different, like hearing it again. Like this nigga been to fucking Africa. Like, god damn, let me get the fucking Africa. You need to qualify that statement. You did that before you even came in the military. Yeah, I did that before I even went in the military. Damn. I was, I was when I was seventeen. Seventeen. We ain't travel. We ain't traveling nowhere unless uh, Uncle Sam paid for that ticket. Money bag, yo. <laughs> I, I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, the YMCA they was paying for up to twenty teens to go yeah. to Ghana. 
only two of us end up going. Why? Because a lot of the parents are like, I don't want my baby going all the way over there. Like, first off, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. that your child is probably never, ever going to get. Right. Man, I went home and told my grandma, she was like, do I got to pay for it? I was like, no. She was like, hell yeah, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> Good on grandma. That's what's up. <laughs> hey, how much did you pay Yeah. Grandma, huh? like, I get a break from this motherfucker. All in total, the trip probably was like... <laughs> 3500 bucks that included air foyer, all the hotels we stayed at, and all that. That's dope. So, wow. Now, we, and... were out, we, we were out there, like I said, that was 2001 when they was filming uh, mm-hmm. Ali. You know, so I got yeah. I met Will Smith while I was out there, Jamie Foxx while I was out there, like all that. So, so how long was, was that trip? Experience, man. I was out there for two weeks. That's I had fun. my 18th birthday and everything wow. out there. That's wow. dope in a bitch, man. Now, that's now yeah. that's the story right there, bro. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. Look. I, I went with 200 bucks. That 200 bucks lasted me the whole entire two weeks. I was living like a king out there off 200 bucks. Yeah. And that's yesteryear money, you know what I mean? So. That's, that's yesteryear. So yeah. just imagine what it is, you know what I'm saying, now. Like, you know, I, I went through the whole bartering system. I, you know, I traded clothes for for, for trinkets and wood, wood carvings and stuff. My grandma still got all that stuff. I got to go get it from her. Wow, man, that's dope, man. Yeah, it is. So that's special, man. That's something. God damn, Manny, would you chill? Shit, <laughs> that's something you gonna be able to tell Layla one day. You know, as she understands, you know, like where that is and where we are, and you know how many years ago at that at during that time that it's been and the importance of that, the significance of that. Like, man, yeah, everybody wants to go back to the motherland at some point. I feel like I do at least. You know, so man, take that trip, bro. Kenya or something. Too. Um I think my I think my roots. Uh, I have to look at the ancestry.com. My sister got it. I'm pretty sure ours is primarily Nigeria, shit like that. So I would definitely love to go back and or not go back, but to go there and see, you know, just like what the country country looks like. Um, real shit, man. So for me, this morning I had to love my father to death. I was telling P, bro, like we just <laughs> we just in two different time periods. My father has his philosophy on things. I have my philosophy on things. And sometimes that stuff get kind of heated. So we had a Father's Day little, I don't even know, tift. It, it wasn't too awful, but that's it's common practice, man, between me and him. Love him to death, but I'm just like pops. You you stuck in a time period, bro. Like, got to see the world in a different light. But I understand. I didn't live through what he lived through, so I mean that's trauma, right? So it is what it is on that. I'll just leave that there, man. But hey, we got another holiday, man. Rolling into our Father's Day special. I guess I can go ahead and cue that. Is this it, P? There it is. Now we can have some fun, man. So we'll start with the old dad in the room. <laughs> old dad in the room with the grown-up grown-ups. P, yeah, man. we'll start with you, man. So being a father, bro, I will say, I will ask, like, what are your, what, what are your, your fondest moments of being a father and what advice do you have to even us or brand new fathers in your journey because what what is rachel she's 26 she's 30 30 she's god 30. damn i'm, I'm age yeah. rachel Brian's you said it not me sorry sorry yeah. niece your, your daddy called you out no. <laughs> now man you know what's what's crazy you know you think at birth wow this is it you know and all of you guys can attest that that moment that you held your, your any of your kids it's like your life changes and you think that might, that's quite possibly the pinnacle of what you will be as a parent that very first time. But it's not, it's not. It's every every moment that you have with your child, man. 
Um, and I know it's easy to think that, well, shit, I see these little motherfuckers every day. They drive me crazy, all this other shit. And they will. They do all, all the time. time. But <laughs> the thing is, what I found through reflection is take advantage of them. Don't don't think that, well, tomorrow will be tomorrow. You better take advantage of those moments when you got them. Um, definitely love them when you love them because a lot of time you're going to hate them because they lose shits. <laughs> that, that's just the natural, that's just the natural course of being a being a parent. But the proudest moments for me are, you know, I can have now I can have adult conversations with my son, and he teaches me things. I can have adult conversations with my daughter; she teaches me things. Uh, and the realization that as I get older and wiser, they too get wiser, and they're able to teach me things. You know, and I appreciate being able to see this world through their eyes. Uh, and I know I'm not always right, no matter how much I want to be. And I think the biggest lesson, the biggest takeaway that I could take, you know, <laughs> if, if I could give anything to any parent, learn how to be hum uh, human with your children. Learn how to be humble with your children. Learn how to admit when you fuck up. Because we're as parents, we're not perfect. It's true. You know? Big and facts. It, 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 I would I mean, say, I if am, nothing else, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's it's given me a better foundation of trust with my kids because, I, hey, look, I fucked it up. My bad. I'm sorry. You know, uh, because I don't know that. No, now I can say with certainty, I didn't get that from my mom. You know, my dad passed away early, so but I I never got that. Hey, I didn't do everything right, and I'm sorry. I tried. It's okay to apologize. It's okay to be human. Uh, so yeah, the, the the proudest moments, I would say, every second that I've been able to do with my kids, it made me laugh, cry, pissed me off, whatever, because they're all part. All of the, those things are part of their growth process, and our growth process is as follows. All right, Gino, I'm going to go to you, man, because uh, you got all boys. So I want to hear your story with having three boys. Three boys, man. All I can say is, you know, you want to lead since, since, you know, I'm a man and I, I understand them because they're little boys. They're growing to young men and then potentially men. Well, not potentially, but yeah, <laughs> men. But anyway, having all boys, you want to try to lead by example. You know what I'm saying? And you have to. Like like Proc says, you you can't be say you know you can't be scared to say you know I fuck up. You ask for help, reach out to brothers, friends, mentors, whatever you have to do, you know to to get different aspects of how to do this thing called parenting, man. Because like like Proc said, this shit ain't easy, man. You know, so it it, it takes some time and it, it takes some growing into. Three boys, so, three different personalities. Three diff totally different personalities, man. <laughs> they got the oldest, who's a recluse. You know, he 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 likes to do his own thing. He's like a, a introvert. Okay. You got you got the middle child who's introverted and extroverted. So, you know, he's playing on both. He does his own thing. And then you got the the youngest, Trey Brown, who's <laughs> extroverted, the epitome of that word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he like so you just gotta handle each one the way they understand and so you have to really i'm not i'm not gonna say like like you know what i'm saying be one of them helicopter parents but you know you just gotta stay on them and, yeah. and really learn each child's personality and how they react to certain things in order to teach them 
Be mad you know flexible. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, that. Definitely. Hell yeah. All right, Clink, I'm going to go to you, man, because uh, you constantly be reaching out and, and posting your little girl growing up and you saying, look, y'all help me because uh, she's becoming a young lady. So how's that been? What's that journey like? <laughs> man, that's <laughs> that's crazy, man, because y'all know I'm separated from, from the wifey. So like having to do it over the phone or I pop up over there when I want to. So just her talking about her day and her drama with her little friends. I'm like, man, forget them little girls. I'm like, be a leader. Like, don't be a follower. Be a leader. Yeah. Like, don't follow behind nobody. And she, um, she's good though. She's mostly a follower because if you go to her school, it's always teachers know her. Like, all that, all she got a crowd around her. I'm like, so if you got that type of power, since you've been in school, you know, just use that. I'm like, lead by example. And I was looking at a post the other day on Facebook where he said that she didn't, um, what is it, that she didn't, she wasn't beautiful, she wasn't, she wasn't smart, something like that. And I say, don't ever be ashamed to be smart. I'm like, be smart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, make that, make that cool, because I call her nerd every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good. So it's about to call her nerd. It's like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's, real it's, it's funny, man, because now, like, she's growing up and she's thicker than all her little skinny friends. <laughs> and so, like, when I post a basketball picture in a group, the other day, yeah, she's like, I don't like my picture. I'm like, why? I'm, about, I'm a chubby. I said, first of all, you have a bunch of bean posts. Nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody want no skinny little girl. You know what I'm saying, I'm like, don't feel bad because you thicker than all these other girls. I'm like, they gonna get thick too, but you just thick now. I was like, I said, you're beautiful. I'm like, what are you tripping about? I said, yeah. don't ever think you're not beautiful. Like, forget that. I'm like, they ugly. You're beautiful. <laughs> she was like that. Now, I, I went <laughs> through that stage, too, so. uh, with Jazzy, because she was a chunker. She hated everything about herself. Mm-hmm. Then she started filling out. And before you know it, it was like, I can't even keep up. And now she almost 18 years old. And, yeah. you know, all, she she catching hate now because all the other little girls' boyfriends got their eyes on her and that type of shit. So she's dealing with that type of drama. Mm-hmm. So it, it comes and goes quickly, man. So I've been where you've been. Uh, I've been, like, slow yeah. down, be my little girl again. But, um, but <laughs> Yeah. But right now, like, she's playing sports and stuff. So she's real competitive. Like, I'm like, Kenzie, like, calm down. She's like, she get that from you. I was like, ah, well, you know, yeah, what it is. But she's ultra competitive, man. And, you know, I'm just happy that she's doing something other than she's still on her phone 24 7, but when she's playing the game, she yeah. all in because now she's diving for um, bobbles and all that stuff. I'm like, quit doing that. I was like, well, don't quit. But I'm like, you got to die for everything. But she's doing good, man. I'm real proud of her for that. So that's what's up, man. Yeah. I just, I'm just seeing stuff on Facebook, like old pictures. I'm like, man. What happened? This, this is wild. Yeah, that's how it go, man. It go quick. Real shit. Hey, Will, I'm going to bring you in. You the newest father. So, uh, I mean, even though now Layla been around here a a minute and he's getting older, but you the newest of the father. So you tell us what's your experience been like? Man, it's, it's been an amazing experience, man. Just, you know, seeing her grow into her character and everything. Um, uh, it's it's kind of scary, cause you know it seemed like she's growing up too fast, man. Like she five going on fifteen, and it's it's yeah. I can't believe she five man, it, shit. <laughs> yeah, she'll be six at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, five going on fifteen, man. And every day is something different, man. Every day is something new. Um, 
She's very adventurous. Uh, she scares me because she's fearless. Mm. And it's to the point where it's like, yo, I need you to have some fear in your in yourself. Like, <laughs> I mean, other than you know things that girls would probably little girls would probably be afraid of, like flies. Like that's one thing that I saw a post some uh, one of our friends posted the other day on Facebook that her daughter is terrified of flies. I'm like, well, I'm glad my daughter's not the only one. Like, I don't know what it is about flies. Yeah. <laughs> David, she freaks out and she's like full on tears, man. And um, but with, with Layla, it has taught me, y'all know, throughout my military career, I'm I'm a very I was a very impatient person. Like I'm still impatient. Like, I go for I mean I'm still impatient, but it's not as bad as it used to be. So Layla's kind of helped me work on my uh, patience and everything. So you know I, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's been a journey, man. You know, being a you know new father. You know, I had some great examples to you know go by, especially you know you, you Clyde, early on. You know, when I first met you, Jasmine was still young, so that you know, learning you know from seeing you with her and how you interacted with her when she was younger. You know, kind of helped me out. You know, with with my progress and where I'm at with Layla now. So um, yeah, appreciate it's, that. It's been an experience, man. Like girls are. Girls are something else. You, you just gotta have that patience and everything with them. So that's what I'm. I'm, I'm grateful for all that. It's been being a father is is a blessing, man. It's, it's something I, I wouldn't trade it in for the world. Word. That's shit so, for me. Oh, go ahead, P. Go jump in. I'm sorry. So as as the resident old guy with the oldest daughter, uh, my biggest mistake was ne- not listening to her. And Clyde, where Jazz is. You know, she's at that age when she really needs you to listen to her. Yeah. Well, soon enough, you go, she's going to be at that age before, you know, Layla's going to be like going through all of her social stuff. Clink, you're in the same place. Going through all the social stuff with her girlfriends. And, and they're, they're looking at boys, different boys, looking at them different. I mean, all the hormonal stuff is kicking in and stuff. I went to a safe place. Do what I tell you to do. Do what I tell you to do. I didn't ask my daughter what was going on in her life. Yeah. And, you know, I know I created problems for myself as a father and by not listening to her, I, or not even trying to talk to her and listen to her, what was going on in her world. I probably created problems for her because she didn't feel like I was a safe space to come to, to talk. So not that she rebelled, she just went to, to a safe place for her, you know, so fellas, hindsight 2020, resist that fatherly I need to hover, protect, grab you, and keep you safe. They're gonna fall. They're gonna scrape their knee. It's just a different level of, of falling and scraping as they get teenagers and older. But be there to pick them up and listen to them. How did this happen? Why did it happen? What are you going through? What can I do? Yeah. You, know, you make just it, that that fatherly yeah. thing. Sit down, be quiet, do what I tell yeah. you. Do. Resist that because it's detrimental to your relationship with your daughter. Yeah, and that, that goes oh, go along ahead. with what I was saying too. My bad, I see you. Are you good? That, you you apply, you can apply that to, to young boys too, man, because I had to break out of the habit of, I mean, I love my father to death. Um, and I, I learned by his examples of what I wasn't going to do and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, I have to consciously think about that when it, when it comes down for me to be a parent to my, you know, to, like you said, Proc, you know, listen, instead of just react first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I went there too, man, because I was obviously yeah, opposite. Um, I know with me. Oh, go ahead, Clink. My bad. I think you got like a half second delay on us. Go ahead, go. You um, good? I know with me, like, uh, I know with kids, like I know um, she 
not boy crazy, but there are some boys that like her. And her mom and her friend got a joke that they call him shoot him up, bang, bang. I tell her, I say, any boy that like you is pretty much going to be buried alive somewhere that you can find her. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's a, that's what I tell her. But I'm all serious. I'm like, um, I'm like, Kenzie, I said, I already know how it is. I was like, when I was a boy, I was out there way before y'all was. So I'm like, I was doing stuff that you don't even know about. But I'm like, that's why I don't trust the boys because I was one. So I'm like, mm-hmm. but these dudes now, they obviously look slow, but the girls are faster now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With all the social media and stuff like that. So I was like, I said, I know you're going to kiss a boy. It's going to happen because like, you're pretty and it's just happening. I said, I'm going to know about it. I don't want to know about what I want to know about it. She's like, why are you going to kill him? I'm like, that's to be determined. I'm like, we don't know yet, but it's to be determined. <laughs> so Boy, if you don't I'm chill. To, I try to brace myself by psyching myself out. Like, uh, yeah, it's going to happen, I know, but, you know, but I know how summertime is, and I know during the summer, yeah, you know, moms go to work, all the parents go to work, and kids are home, and yeah. But see, but you bring up two home, points. So I ain't worried about that. Like, Proc brought up a point. You bring up a point. So, the first point to yours, Proc, like, when you don't listen or you're overbearing, like, I, even as a boy, I reverted to my mom because I couldn't talk to my father. I still hard to talk to my yeah. dad today, as I told y'all. Obviously. But then, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, going to Kling's point, you know what I'm saying? Like, now I call it, and of course, Kenzie's a, a little bit younger than Jazzy, but I call it age appropriate conversations. So for the most part, you know, in a very appropriate manner, Jasmine knows my history. I felt that it was important to let her know, like, like you said, I was doing things based on my age and my, and my mindset. And therefore I'm trying to (laughs) warn her, all boys don't look the same. I wasn't super aggressive. I wasn't the boy that you would call a dog in high school. If anything, I was the one that was like looking and lurking in the in the in the fucking shadows, waiting on them to fuck up, and I swoop in like, oh shit, like my she got she got to need something. <laughs> she she need to be told she pretty. Let me jump in there. <laughs> she need to be told this and that. Let me slide in there and, and do that for her. So I'm like, look, we come in all different right. forms. So in these age appropriate conversations, I call them. We probably started having them when she was like 14, 15. She almost 18 now. I, I do my best to be yeah I do my best to be as open and honest as I can without getting too graphic like she I don't need to get graphic but I'm like look and I'll do respect when you're thinking about you know what's that sex and shit like there's two sides of that story I know you're gonna talk to your mother she need to talk to me too so we can discuss certain things so it's a hard conversation but like Proc said mm-hmm. you gotta listen because yeah. if you hold on too tight once she gets oh. free of you, like she's an adult, oh, oh yeah. shit, that you yeah. boy, you she's fuck around and I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready <laughs> for that. You better, that you better let them reins, right let them reins loose. I'm just huh? saying, yeah. you got you got to come off I the mean, reins. I let her, I mean, really, Kenzie's like such a butterfly. Kenzie goes out more than me and her mom do. I'm like, want to go here? Want to go skate ring? Want to go to the mall? I was like, we used to go to the mall now, but we didn't have no parents and stuff with us because now you know all these shoots and all that stuff going yeah. on. So. I'd be like, where kids at? Oh, she had a mall. Wait, who? I'm like, we saw something. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, let me know so I can take them. I'll just be around. I, if something happened, I want to be there. But that's me being yeah. overprotective. But I like, I don't care. I ain't got but one kid. And that's all now, I plan on having. So I'm like, the, the times kind of dictate these kind of things. And, you know, since listening to you guys talk, uh, one thing I forgot to mention that, that I think is probably more important as your kids get older, boys included. 
uh, when they start to date and they're seeing, you know, they, they had that first crush or that, that love thing. Look, any criticism you have as a father, keep that shit to yourself because it, it will become a virtue to your child. Yeah, it will become a virtue to your child. They will never see what you see in that girl or that boy that they're dating. They don't want to see. It. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see it. Oh, you just being you just being dad. You being overprotective. You see the shit clear as day because you were that guy. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But they don't believe that you were that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's real so, true. And that's why I resist say resist the temptation to criticize. Resist hey. it because it, all of those criticisms will become virtues to your child. Yeah, that's why I said age appropriate conversations. Yeah, and I, I gave know. Jasmine her own book of mine that I wrote. I said you need to read this. And I was like, because you're going to find out a lot about my about your father in this book, especially when we talked about, you know, I talked about her mother in that relationship. And then I, now she's talking about, you know, her stepmother, with that being Tanisha. She was like, Dad, I really didn't know a lot of stuff. Hell, I didn't even know that technically I'm not your firstborn, you know, because I had that situation where I lost a child. Well, we have ended up having an abortion, but, you know, how that goes. So there's stuff that I wanted her to realize, like whatever you might see as the image, there's more to it. And I think if you open your mind to that, we, our relationship can grow because you'll, you'll trust in me like, okay, my father's a real person. He's had his own experiences and I can read them. You know, he can actually tell, tell me stories about them. So that's why that was important to me. But I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to pass it back to Gino and I'm going to say uh, th this question for this round is, you know, what's, what's the greatest thing or, the, or the, the, the biggest thing that you're trying to instill in your boys? Wow, that's a good question. Um just i don't know just be in tune with their own emotions and feelings and stuff like that you know don't don't be and, and and also don't be with society you think society wants you know don't be afraid to go against you know the norm the norm you know what i'm saying yeah so just just be yourself and be the best person you can be and and, re and just show respect when respect is due you know that's real respect is due yeah you know so i mean i just, i'm talking to my my two boys it's confidence that's that's just confidence right like yeah. i tell ace all the time because he's mad introverted like i'm like bro you always in the back and you look for protection like you shield yourself like oh well that's you know that's the starting quarterback or that's the you know starting linebacker and they like me i'm cool so i'm good i'm like bro you living in other people's shadow you got to have confidence in yourself and i ain't just talking sports I'm talking about everything. And he's like, yeah, my grades are bad. Like, you know, I just feel like sometimes it just ain't meant for me. Like, I'm just dumb or something like that. I'm like, bro, that's lack of confidence. I was like, we all are created in the ability to learn, you know, unless God seemed fit to have you in a manner where, you know, you have a, an ailment, but you don't. I was like, you got to apply yourself. And in, in applying your, and, and if you apply yourself appropriately, then that confidence will build. And that's in all things, but you can't just live in the back in the shadow. So I like that. Like you said, don't be afraid to be yourself, like period. Like, I don't care what nobody else is doing around you. You are you. And I, I try to get that through. Now, I don't think I had an issue with Jordan. Jordan confident shit. Jordan think he can do everything. <laughs> like that boy think that he already in the MLB. And I'm like, you still getting coach pitch. Slow down. But, you know, Ace on the other end, Ace would be like, it ain't good enough. And I think that I played a role in that because when he was young, I think I pushed him too hard. Um, and that's something as a father, like, you know, you get too involved sometimes or you want so much for your kids and you realize like, damn, I'm being overbearing. I never wanted to be that parent, but I became him 
and I had to humble myself. Um, and when he started kind of slacking in certain areas, I was like, this is my doing. Like, I think that he don't, I think at a point in time, he felt like no matter what I do, it's not good enough. You know, like I, I scored touchdowns or whatever the hell be it. I made the honor roll for the first time. My dad want more. And I was like, shit, I need to peel it back. But, you know, sometimes that damage is kind of done and you have to make amends. So I've had conversations with him tears to tears. Like, look, man, I'm sorry. All right. I never wanted to put that much pressure on you. You fucking 15 years old. You shouldn't feel like every touchdown you score is life or death, you know? So we had those conversations now, and I think our relationship's getting better. But we'll know. Will's been knowing me the longest. Like, me and Ace, we've been fucking since way back when. And Will and everybody else has played a role. His Uncle Joey, um, I can go on and on and on. They've helped me and molded me. Uh, Mike, um, that's another guy. They've helped me with my relationship with Ace because I've struggled mightily with Ace, man, just because – you know, I just felt like he didn't get it sometimes. But that's something I have to be real about. Like, fatherhood, like you mentioned, everybody mentioned, yeah. shit ain't easy. And sometimes no. you're ashamed of the shit that you've become. So I had that conversation with him about a year ago, and I'm trying my best, you know, to kind of peel some of that shit back so he can trust me because he's getting into that time as a young boy going into manhood. Like, he needs to be able to trust his father. So yeah, and that's that story. He's going to definitely need you, you know. And yeah. just, just think about um, his history, you know. Yep. Uh, you're not his birth father. Right. Right. You know, so um, I could tell you from my experience, you know, my dad was not there as I was growing up. It leaves a mark. Yeah. You know, why doesn't he want me? Like, where, where is he at? You know, so you, you, as a child, you know, these things, you see these things because your friends might have their parents there, but you're the one that doesn't have a dad around. Yeah. You know, and you're like, is it me? Yeah. You know, so it, that, that doubt creeps in, man. Um, and you start to wonder about yourself. So, you know, I applaud you for having the humility to find it in yourself to say, yo, I need to back off. I've done these things to kind of reinforce a lot of the stigmas that he's he's Absolutely. facing, you know, and I need to undo these things. It's going to take a little bit of time and it takes consistency. Yeah. Uh, Gino hit every mark on the head, man. That's That's everything that I've ever tried to do. Uh, especially with Brian. I made so many mistakes with Rachel because she's the first. She's three years older than Brian. So everything with Brian became a little bit easier because, okay, yeah, I fucked this up, I fucked that up, fucked this up, fucked that up. A litany of fuck-ups. That's me and Jordan make, now. Yeah. I won't make these with my son now. Yep. And as a, as a father, uh, knowing all of my sordid past and everything that I did wrong, I don't want those things for him. You know, so... Uh, I told him something as far as relationships with women, I told him something a long time ago. And I think, I think that this still applies. You respect women until they give you a reason to see them in a way that they don't respect themselves. Don't respect a woman who does not respect herself. Okay. Then you put her on a pedestal and don't do that. You know, so, uh, but you look at every woman, you see her for what she is. If she respects herself, you, you give her that respect that she's due, you know, that's important. Um, don't see them as disposable objects the Very way key. that I have in my past, you know, and that that's wrong. You know, I, I think it's, it's important as a father to instill those values in my son it's, it's been important for me Hell since yeah. he was a young boy, yep. you know, um, I don't want him to walk around and have that. I know the stigmas and the, the feelings that I, I've always had about myself the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I so broken? Why do I see 
things the way that I do. We've had conversations at nauseum about how growing up, some of us have viewed women, how disposable mm-hmm. we've treated them. Yep. I don't want him to have that. I don't want him to, to see that, you know, because there's value in every relationship, being a good, good relationship or a bad one. Um, don't treat them as though they're all disposable and they mean nothing because they leave a mark. Like you pointed out in your book, CEO, they leave a mark. Um, and the kind of mark they leave is, is solely up to your interactions with them. If you had bad interactions because of the things that you've done, you're going to carry the weight of that. That's fact. You know, so That's I fact. don't want him to, to live that, that kind of life. So that was my goal. And it's still my goal with him. I want to be that example with him and have these hard male to male conversations now. Uh, and, you know, for my daughter, I've always wanted her to have, uh, you know, somebody special in her life that accentuates everything that's positive about her, the great things about who she is as a person. And now as a mother, uh, you know, she's still on that journey, but I think she's grown to the point where she knows more about who she is as a person, as a mother, and as a woman, to where she can demand more her, from whoever she invites into her life. What her true um, worth That's all is. about the yeah. growth process. Yep. You know, so, uh, man, like at the beginning, man, parenting is hard, and it doesn't get any easier as they get older. You just have better conversations as they get older. That's fact. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna bring you back in, man, and uh, I'm gonna I'm throw the question to you. Like, what's your what's the pressures of fatherhood? If since Layla since Layla's so young, uh, what pressures were there initially, and, and what pressures made you feel going forward? You know, man, uh, <clears throat> being a girl dad, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's man the pressures of just. Uh, I mean, I. I I can kind of say I really didn't feel pressured when, you know, Layla was born because I worked with children my pretty much my entire life. Like my first job, no, not first job, but I worked with kids for three yeah, years the before y, I joined right? the military. Yeah, working at the YMCA, uh, after school programs. And I predominantly worked with, you know, five or six-year-olds, the younger kids, because, you know, I'm a high-energy person, so why not, you know, spend that energy with the younger kids who got all the energy or whatever. Um, but the difficult thing for me, you know, knowing that, you know, hey, I got a daughter was to like that that kind of that kind of sat sat in the back of my mind heavily because it's like I know what I did as a young man, mm-hmm. um, the things that I did growing up, how I was as a young man. And it's just like <clears throat> being a father and then being a husband, just trying to be the best example of what a man should be in her life for her, so she knows what to look for mm-hmm. as she gets older. Um, that's fact that's fact and I and, think and you, oh go ahead go I'm ahead, sorry no I was gonna say I think and too being a girl dad because that was my firstborn. like you want to be there so that you don't quote unquote have those daddy issue type situations and you and, and the girl is like she wants to be loved by any man and so as they grow up you know you find them they put themselves in bad situations because they, they're missing that void and I think I struggle with that because you know when me and her mom split you know, she was still relatively young. She wasn't even four yet. And I've been that distant father. Now she has a stepfather, but she definitely knows who her dad is. But I made it my my number one goal to be like, look, 
I'm your father. I'm in your life. I hate that the military puts separation between us, but I didn't abandon you, you know. So that was a mad, that was a huge pressure for me. So I understand what you mean, you know, just just making sure like you cover the ground because you know who mm-hmm. you were. I know who I was, and it, it's not something to be proud of. And me and Ace were talking about that on Memorial Day. It's like, look, bro, I've put myself in a lot of spots where I am – some woman out there dislikes me for what I did to her. So ain't yeah. nothing fun about that. Don't be that dude. You know, like, you're pure right now. You still got your virginity. I know people around you might be starting to lose theirs and that type of thing, but that ain't something you need to rush into. And it ain't nothing to, to, to be proud about to have a body count. You know, because when you're young, it's cool, but like Proctor said, you carry that weight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Carry that weight well into both marriages, fucking up marriages because of that weight. So going back, you know, to you and you having that ability to be there for your daughter every day, man, that's so important. You know, Clink, you too. I know that you're separated, but I see y'all relationship. You always with your daughter, and that's great. Y'all always riding, getting petties and shit together. Like, that shit's important. You know what I'm saying? And it, when I was young... Even now, I think I would be able to, but back then, like, I don't see myself. I wasn't into the Metro thing. I couldn't be next to my daughter getting my feet done. I was weird <laughs> when I was in my 20s. Hey, but I commend you for that, Clint. Hey, that's good hey, shit. Man. That's hey, good man. shit. Same with you, though, too, man. I see you, Will. Like, you there for everything. You're there teaching her how to swim. You know, you're doing baking sessions and showing her how to make donuts and shit like that. Like, those are things that I see from a distance, but I commend y'all on that because that's important and they remember that shit and they don't get put into like roles like, oh, as I grow up as a girl, now I'm a woman, I'm supposed to do this. Like, nah, my dad did this with me. So this is not a my role thing or I can be open with my father because we always had that relationship. So both of y'all, I watch that shit from a distance. I commend when it comes to Gino, what you doing with all three boys, I know all of them are different, but you have levied your time taught one of them kind of how to do music now he surpassed you <laughs> you know what i mean the oldest he's just a brainiac so he been surpassed you on that <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> but uh now nah, i'm just well just bullshit you know but and then just just like teaching them all how to be their own selves man i like all this shit is great man because we laugh and joke and shit but social media there's good shit in social media too. So when I see my boys doing good shit with their kids, like that's something rewarding because I know we don't just have a group of niggas that just talk about the same shit, uh, drinking and you know messing around and all that type of shit. We yeah, actually talk about also, life talks. It's dope. Go ahead, Clink, jump in there. Yeah. Also, man, I do I do got to say that I did miss out. Oh, yeah, I did miss out on a lot of shit because I was working a lot. So a lot of things with Kenzie, I did miss, and sometimes I'm like. You know, I was at work. I wouldn't see her for like maybe a week at a time because I would work. And I, my schedule is when she's sleep. When she sleep, I'm at work. When I'm home, she's at school. So I miss a lot of stuff. A lot of things I did mess up with Kenzie. So I'm like, you know, I try to make up for it, but you can't get that time back. And now she's older. And some stuff between me and her mom, you know, she told her something that she shouldn't have told her. Like, uh, so she kind of looked at me in the kind of way, but I was like, you know, Ain't nobody perfect, you know what I'm saying? I've messed up a lot, so I'm like, but I try not to do that around her, so, you know, I got to keep it as much as I can with her. I feel you. Know you don't so need to, yeah, definitely I do don't need to guilt trip some shit I didn't do, so I was like, yeah. Yeah, you don't See, ain't nobody perfect. Go ahead, go but ahead, That's Pete. one of the things that, that you know, I, honestly, in hindsight, they're going to find, they, they're, they're always find some fault in the things that we do. 
And a lot of things we do are just in the process of everyday life. You got to work, you got to pay bills. You're going to miss time. You're going to miss things. That's just a natural course of things, especially with all of us mm -hmm. having been in or are in the military. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and we've, we, I think we put a lot of guilt on ourselves when we miss things um, because of work, but what mm -hmm. they eventually learn and, and you can take this and, and, and hold it close. She's going to realize that, Oh shit, my dad didn't choose to miss this stuff. It may mm -hmm. feel like it when you miss things. Oh, he just don't want to be here. He, we don't have a choice when we get deployed. We don't have a choice when we got to go to work. We don't have a choice when these things pop up last minute and we have to be there. They don't want to hear that because mm -hmm. they want what they want when they want it. And that's just natural. That's just how kids are. Yeah, that's how yeah. we are about a lot of things. But just trust. You're going to have a conversation with your child one day. All of us, all of you guys will. Okay, I understand. Shit, it's, and it's more than that, too, because sometimes yeah. it's the relationship itself. Sometimes you don't have a choice in that. And I know for a fact yeah. if uh, Amanda and I would have tried to force it, it would just been unhappiness. Sure, we would have stayed together for Jazzy. Maybe we would have even had one or two others. But then you just constantly made life more difficult because that's not where you're supposed to be. So I struggled with yeah. that for a long time, Pete, because I – like one thing that I talk about and I'm talking about in my next book is it was so hard to raise Ace and be there for everything Ace was doing and mm. not be there for Jasmine. You know, like right. and I talked to yeah. Tanisha about this and sometimes it would even make us uncomfortable. But I felt like it's so hard to do, you know, everything I am for my stepson, who's definitely still my son, but my biological daughter, I'm not there for for the bike rides, for, you know, her sporting events whatever you know teaching her how to tie or shoot all that i missed that and that shit crushed me bro because i like there's no way for me to balance my time because of where i am you know and i never shorted ace either i never was like oh well you know ace is just you know my stepkid so i'm gonna just be half a father no i was wilking the test i was full-fledged with ace but at the same time i couldn't be full-fledged with jasmine so it was a weird uncomfortable place to be mm -hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, man, you know, I, it is what it is. And I have to know that my daughter knows that in her heart, I did not, you know, shortchange her. I did all I could yeah. from my from my spot. So that's that's just real. You know, that affected me. And also, no, I was just going to say, man, like you touched on it a lot, Clyde, like <clears throat> trying to find that balance. Like it's hard, especially when, you know, you got kids to, you know, kids, different relationships like, um, and you can, you can almost attribute this to any type of relationship, like <clears throat> people who are trying to be in, you know, multiple relationships, polygamous relationship, whatever you want to call it. Like, there's no way you can give more than one person 100% of your time. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the most difficult thing. But I think uh, when it comes to parent, parenting in general, we just have to, you know, pay attention to ourselves and the situations and try not to be selfish. Um, yeah. Try not to be selfish and just, you know, you got to key on key in on all the moments like, you know, what makes your child happy? You know what I'm saying? If they're happy here, then you got to try to take yourself out of those certain situations, certain situations. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it, again, it comes to those conversations. Um, and I, I can honestly say, again, I learned a lot from, you know, all you guys. Um, and I've also learned a lot with just, you know, being there for, for my nieces. Um, and that also kind of helped me. Um, travel through or, you know, go along these last five years with Layla is just, you know, the experiences I've had with, you know, seeing you guys with your kids, you know, help, you know, helping, you know, raise my nieces, 
my nephews, things like that, and just being being around them for those years that I were that I was up until having Layla. And I can honestly say, man, like being out in the military was a blessing. Like having her and being out of the military was a blessing because who knows what my relationship with her would be like had I been in the military uh, and you know probably been you mm-hmm. know traveling somewhere. Like yeah. I can honest, I honestly think that you know these last five years, and of course I'm all I tell everybody I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Like, um, you know, things that happen in the military, you know, as to me getting out. And honestly, think if I would have, you know, re-enlisted, retested and all that other stuff, I probably would have ended up being kicked out. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, everything happened for a reason. Where my attitude was, it was like, you know, the military wasn't for me anymore. And, yeah. you know, finding out, you know, I told my commander and them that I wasn't going to re-enlist. A couple weeks later, found out Ed was pregnant. And it was like, yo, well, this is the journey that I'm going to take. It's yeah. probably best that these things lined up the way they did. And, yeah. That's true, man, because two two deployments in two years, that changed a lot. Uh, I lost a lot of ground with the positive stuff I was doing with Ace doing the first one. Um, and then, of course, now Jordan's in, in my life and, like, missing out that. So, basically, you know, if you do the, the math with all my deployments and the time that I was gone, I've been out of his life, like, almost 18 months. So, that shit is tough just to think mentally. 18 months, he ain't been around me, you know. So, you're right, man. I look forward to when I get out. And though the older two will be, you know, adults at that time, he'll still be relatively young, seven and a half, eight years old. Yeah. I'm like, I can be there as much as I can, man. So- as we come to the end, P, I'm going to let you close this out, man. Uh, I'm going to speak to all of us, e- even all the ones that are not here man. that are in our group. You give us give us some words of wisdom um, to, to live by as we close um, out this Father's Day special. I love this because it dispels the myth, you know, first and foremost, that black men are not involved in their kids' lives. Uh, I've always hated that stigma. And one of the reasons that I love all of you guys and everybody else in our group, you know, our intimate close friends are because you guys care about the people that you care about. You love your kids, you love your families. You know, that's always resonated with me because that's always been something that's important to me. Uh, Just because, you know, we're black men, we can be vulnerable. We can love our kids. We can raise our kids in the best way possible. Um, We can be considerate. We can be compassionate. We can love. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate these moments that we build together as brothers. That's real, man. Uh, well, I appreciate everybody's time. I'm going to let y'all go go around and say y'all closing remarks. I uh, appreciate everybody's time, but we got to do this more often where it's just not like Father's Day, like topics that make sense for y'all. We got to bring that to the group and y'all tell us if y'all want to speak about it because this is actually dope. I like having this many people on. So um, I appreciate y'all time. I want y'all to enjoy your Father's Day, but I'll start with you, Gino. Any closing remarks? Nah, man, just everybody, y'all, y'all, you know, let's let's take this this uh podcast, this this session as, you know, learning tool and we each learn from each other. Hell and yeah. um, you know, just keep doing y'all things. I love all y'all. Appreciate you, man. Uh Clink, I'm gonna go to you. Next time we have you on, you're gonna get you some uh headphones or something. I'm tired of all this goddamn background noise. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you got any closing remarks? Shut up, man. Ain't no background noise. Ain't nothing with me. <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, I like this joint, man. I've been wanting to get on y'all show, so I finally got my ticket to get on. But nah, I appreciate y'all, man. I love the group we in, and it's all positive. And we everybody fussing, cracking me up. So I like it, man. Love y'all. Hope y'all have a blessed day. 
Appreciate you. All right, Will, round to you, man. Your closing remarks. Yep, yep, man. You know, of course, it's all love. I appreciate, you know, all y'all for, you know, being the brothers that you are, to, you guys are to me and have been to me for these last shit year, man, long time, over a decade. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you like <clears throat> 17 years, Will. God damn. Yeah. You ugly and well, old. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, ugly. I appreciate every last one of y'all, man. And uh, I, I want to touch on this too, man. A lot of people don't know, but Gino is not only a boy of three, uh, a father of three boys, but he's also a great dog father too. Oh, hell yeah. Teddy a beast. Because <laughs> Teddy, yeah, yeah. Right. Teddy is something else. But I just wanted to throw that out there, man. I love y'all. Happy Father's Day. And I look forward to, you know, having more conversations as we always do. Word. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm a, uh, I'm a okay father to my dog, but that nigga ain't got no skills. Teddy can bring in groceries. Teddy he can talk. Skills, <laughs> Teddy can Teddy do all kind of shit. Skills. Matter of fact, before you get out of here, Gino, come back on and just tell us about Teddy, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> Teddy have you looking at your dog sideways. Yeah, I look at Manny all the time. You don't do shit, fam. He probably I'm, told I'm you happy you, hey, Father's Day this morning. <laughs> I need to get, I'm an advocate for doodles, man. Any type of doodle. Golden doodle, Bernie doodle. Any any type of doodle, man. I ain't got Those, doodle money, but I feel hey, you. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bro. Like... Oh shit! Those, those jokers, their their thought process is just on another level, man. So yeah, get your dude. Yeah, man. He, Teddy has some, some amazing videos. When he's bringing them groceries in, I almost put Manny outside. Like, hey, man, you gotta do something. You gotta do like my wife. Yeah. He about to come back with groceries. He just gonna look at her like I don't know. Like, no. Nah, when, when, <laughs> when Teddy went to that refrigerator, knew exactly yeah. what cheese and stuff was. That, that shit too. Like, Tripping. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right, Big P. What you got? Closing remarks, man. Man, hey, I look like I said, man. Teddy had me looking at my dog sideways, bro. Every time <laughs> I see a video, Gino posts somewhere, I'm like, oh my god, this it's embarrassing. What have I done to deserve the dog that I have? No, don't get me wrong. I love, my dog. <laughs> I love Shadow, man. I love Shadow, but I'm jealous because Gino has a dog that virtually talks to him. Yeah, it's crazy. Literally talks to him. It's fucking crazy. Uh, but closing remarks. Happy Father's Day, man. Uh, I love you guys, and. You guys are my intimate family. I want you to know that. You know, you guys mean the world to me. Um, and I, I've, I'm honored to call you guys my brothers. And I'm proud of the fathers that you you all are. I appreciate that, man. Well, my little closing sentiment. Um, I mean, this podcast, you guys have been very supportive since the beginning. Thank you for pushing me and P. Uh, we try to do what we can to, to get better each and every time. This platform, where we can have multiple brothers on at once. That's awesome. Uh, like I said before, I don't want this to just become like a Father's Day ritual. We got to do this more throughout each season. Uh, I'm definitely proud of everybody. Who am I to say that? But honestly, man, like I know where I lack as a father. And if anybody ever wants to have an intimate conversation, I'll definitely tell you all my failures. But as I watch all of my brothers and friends, you know, be awesome and do shit, man. Y'all inspire me. You know, y'all inspire me to, to close gaps that I've had in certain relationships with my kids and try to get better and, and have more patience because I lack that shit. Like you said, Will, I lack it. I still lack it. Um, and I can snap in a heartbeat. And that sometimes can be very, very damaging um, to our relationships with our children. So I learned from y'all, man. So this has been Seeing on the Doctor, Father's Day special. To all the fathers out there doing right by their children, enjoy your day. Kick your feet up. Uh, don't do shit. It's your day. Drink a drink. I'm over here on an empty stomach drinking nears. <laughs> Probably going to be sick in the bitch. <laughs> but it's all it's all good. We only get one day. Don't fire up no barbecue. This ain't your day to work. 
Say, take a stance. <laughs> All right, take a stance, man. <laughs> so, yeah, Call of Duty something. I'm going to get on Xbox myself, man. So, hook it up. <laughs> so, to the next one, man. This has been C on the Doctor. We appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good one. Happy Father's Day again. Happy Father's Day. Yes, sir, boys.